he has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Hello, love. Hello. Hello, love. Hello. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. It's good that you're here now, however. Hello, love. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. Come in, love. Hey, come on in, send a spell. Enjoy yourself. Spend some time with us. Bob Slider and I are here today and every weekday from uh, 7 to 10, um, except on Wednesdays when I'm here from 7 to 9 and um, or when I go away, which I have no plans to do for a while. So um, we'll be here with brand new shows and brand new everything. Well, I don't know about brand new everything, but uh, New Year. I kind of, I don't know what to do. I feel like we should do something to re-energize ourselves after the New Year's break. You know, we next Tuesday, should, what do we do? What do we do different? I think you're feeling it already this morning. Uh, you have a lot of energy coming in here this morning. Well, part of that is because you're, you, have, you have sugared me up. <laughs> you you, you got brought, your fix. You brought me a glazed donut, and I have wolfed it down. And even though I was trying not to, you brought me a Pepsi. So I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> trying to wean you off slowly, Howard. You can't. You can't just <laughs> give it up. There you go. That's oh, that jolt yeah, you baby. need. It's tasting good. Tasting good. Tasting good. Um, for temperature dropping a little bit. Still a little rainy outside. Uh, Going to be morning showers today. Cloudy, a high around 50 today. Uh, Tyler Vanji does say there will be uh, some sun popping in during the afternoon. Temperature dropped a little bit right now, though. 42, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 42 at the Highlands. 40 in Elm Grove. And 41 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Uh, in a minute or two, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott with us. We're going to look back at the big stories in the friendly city for the past year. Then Moundsville's city manager Rick Healy drops by to review highlights of the Mound Town. Later this week, tomorrow, Ogden reporter Stephen Adams looks at the big news this year throughout West Virginia as we all look back on 2023. Secretary of State Mac Warner is in in a minute or well, not a minute or two, uh, next hour to talk about the need for poll workers and why he thinks that veterans would make great poll workers. We did a little tribute to groundbreaking comedian Tommy Smothers uh, last hour. Tommy Smothers, dead at the age of 86. The Smothers Brothers, a tremendously game-changing, groundbreaking show in the late 60s and early 70s. Um, it was very controversial because they dared to make fun of issues like the Vietnam War. Uh, so all of that is part of what we have for you today. Anywhere along the way you want to have your say, 304-214-1600, the text line, or 304-232-8255, the Frio Stack auction service phone line. Feel free to use them. The other big story, of course, WVU wins the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Dukes, the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Not John Wayne. No, no, not the Duke. <laughs> See, that's what I was confused. The Duke, or is it Duke University? The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Uh, off the text line, sorry if I'm an echo. Duke's, this is this is an answer I've been looking for, yes, by the way. Yes, thank you. Duke's is a big southern brand available in the south. Of mayonnaise? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but, so I didn't know... I truly did not know what Duke's Mayo Bowl was. Well, now we know, and I think it was a win-win-win, not just for the Mountaineers. They got everybody off Neil Brown's ass, and you got to figure they sold a little, bit, sold a little bit of mayonnaise last night, Howard. Well, it raised certainly in this area. It raised the 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 the, the brand of Duke's Mayo up. I don't know. Show of hands, driving around. If you're riding, keep one hand on the wheel. Uh, show of hands. How many of you ever knew about Duke's Mayo before the bowl game? Yeah, not too many of you. I mean, I just you know. Also off the text line, tell Bob, uh, Bob, uh, if you just joined us, Bob shared his shower with us this morning. Eesh, boy. Uh, he has vanishing freckles. My freckles are all gone. Tell Bob, freckles will be back. 
as soon as you go shirtless in the summer sun. Oh, okay. See, we learned something there, Howard. So they're just kind of dormant right now, faded. Yeah. Once I get some sunshine on my back, Bam. voila, there, there they are again. There they will be. So uh, thank you to our texter for helping out off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Happy New Year, they say. Stay safe and be well. Yeah, we want that. So thank you for, uh, thank you. A lot of good texts coming in this morning. I got to ask you. I haven't asked you this uh, all year. 2023. It was a good one, I think. You, I think you so, agree. Yes. Yeah. Anything, you know, after COVID has to be really, really bad to say, ah, it wasn't a good year because, <laughs> you know, those years were, were, were terrible. They were just absolutely terrible. My health has improved. Uh, I'm. Uh, you've commented several times privately, if not on the air, I can't remember. You know, I get around better. You sure do. Um, I told you when I went on the Route 66 Part 2 tour this year compared to Part 1 last year, a lot of the same people were there. And several of them said, did you get new knees or something? Wow, you're, look you're, at Howard. You're moving so much better. So, yeah, it was. I felt I felt better this year. And I did something uh, night before last that had Teddy almost in tears. Oh, jeez. Granddad, don't do it. We bought him a race car game. Okay. okay. A racing game. And so we put the racetrack together and got the cars out. And I got down on the floor to play. And I don't get on the floor. And There's a good reason for that, right, Howard? But Teddy was, Granddad, don't get, Granddad, no, Granddad, Grandma, Teddy's get, Granddad's getting on the floor. Don't, Granddad, please don't get on the floor. But I got on the floor, and we played, and I got back up without too much trouble. So to, to re- reflect on your question, uh, for me, 2023 was a good year. Yes, Health I thought was so good. Also. I feel, you know, had a couple of really good trips, which is important to me. So all in all, it was actually a very, very good year. Um I mean, there were ups and downs. There were some. There were there were some. There were some some downsides to it as well. But a pretty good year, I think. Probably, probably on Tuesday, after the uh, New Year's, after New Year's, I think we're going to talk maybe about looking back on 2023. Um, Bob and I and you all on the text line, and uh, what do you expect in 2024? That'll probably be as the new year gets underway next year. So a lot of stuff there. But we're going to look back on 2023 in the friendly city with William Mayor Glenn Elliott. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cat Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clairsville. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at McIntyreLaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. We are back. Check out your favorite talk radio station on our new Facebook page at Watchdog WV. Click our like button to follow what's happening on the Watchdog FM 98.1 and 97.7 AM 1600 and 1370. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. The coffee is brewed. Phone lines are open. 
and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Maybe, maybe I see you on New Year's Day. 18 here on the Watchdog Morning Show, our Thursday edition. We are looking back today on 2023. Uh, Moundsville's manager, Rick Healy, coming up a bit later on this morning. Tomorrow, Steve Adams here. We'll talk about the entire state political news of the year. But right now, Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott is with us to look back on 2023 in the friendly city. Mr. Mayor, good morning and happy holidays to you. Hey, good morning and same to you, Mr. Monroe. I assume that you had a great holiday with that uh, little child of yours running around. I said many times there's nothing better than having kids on Christmas. Uh, well, you assume correctly. It's been quite a joy. He's he's just about 23 months now, and, uh, you know, he gets well, – I don't know if he fully grasped the concept yet, but he definitely enjoyed opening up some presents, loves his new toys. He's got a new trampoline in here that he just uh, absolutely adores. So, yeah, <laughs> wait, a it's been, uh, wait a minute. You got him a trampoline? I mean, Santa well, Claus got him a trampoline? It's a, it's a little trampoline, yeah. I mean, it's four toddlers, but uh, he just loves it. And, uh, yeah, he's it's it's just, yeah, every day is a new adventure for him, and uh, we cannot be more thrilled. It's and every great. day, therefore, is a new adventure for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Mr. Mayor, I asked you uh, a number of weeks ago when you and I were talking, I think privately, maybe on the air, I can't remember, you know, aren't you ready to take time off and just spend time with your son now? I mean, you got this little one just running around, jumping up on trampolines, and you know. You know but I, you, but I keep hearing rumors. You're talking. You're, you're looking. You're contemplating getting back into the political fray. Uh, well, I, you know what they say about rumors, Howard. But no, look, um, I have been planning to uh, step aside from politics for a while. My term is up in. Uh, next to June 30th, and, uh, you know, I definitely, there's a lot of things on that bucket list that I need to get done and want to get done, and, uh, and spending time with my wife and son is is certainly pretty high up there. But um, uh, when Senator Manchin decided not to seek re-election, I've had a lot of folks from across the state kind of reach out to me and say, you know, you really need to give that, uh, you know, I see serious consideration. Uh, people know I used to work for Senator Burr. People um, you know, want someone on that uh, uh, running in that seat uh, that can help uh, uh, various down ballot races. So I've had people asking me. I've been given a lot of thought. Um, I'd be lying if I said it's not a, a uh, you know, it would be a major uphill battle uh, given where the state's pol- uh, political winds are right now. But I've been given a lot of thought because um, it's not every day people ask you to take a serious look at something like that. And and this is people that I respect across the state. And, you know, I know a lot of mayors. I've come in contact with a lot of folks around the state over the last eight years uh, being mayor. So I'm giving it a thought, but, um, you know, I've told my wife um, that we need to really sit down as a family and give this the yes or no, and we'll probably be in a position to do so next uh, early next year here in the next couple of weeks. I, I am curious. Um, I don't want to pry into your private life here. Yeah. Does your wife give you the evil eye when you say that, or does she say, "Well, we ought to uh, talk about it"? <laughs> well, we've talked about it. It, it it's a, a being mayor subjects her to a lot of, of yeah. you know, uh, 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 scrutiny anyway. Um, you know, uh, a Senate race would be that times probably a hundred, so she understands that, um, and it is a sacrifice uh, for people in your family. But at the same time, you know. Um, I'm trying to look at it from uh, different ways. You know, obviously, if I said yes to this campaign, it would mean some time away from my son uh, uh, for the next 11 months, and that's time I'd never get back. Um, and so that's weighing heavily on me. The flip side is, you know, I'm asking myself, what would my uh, what would my son say, you know, 10, 20 years from now? What would he have wanted me to do, not, you know, what's best for him at the time? So I, it's a lot to ponder. Um, it's a lot to ponder. If, if people I respect that haven't, I weren't asking me to this. I don't think there's any way would, uh, I'd even be thinking about it. But um, it's um, it's just one of those things. I'm going to give a lot of thought. Um, public service to me is not something I take lightly. It's it, you know, being mayor has been such an absolute honor for me in a way that I never would have imagined. Um, and you know, I can't say no to another opportunity just because I'm thinking just about myself. I have to think about what's best. Uh, for a variety of different factors here, um, you know, I I worry a lot about our state, Howard. I mean, yeah. uh, well, well, we join are join the club, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> well, it, 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 
And it seems like a broken record, but everyone who runs props in West Virginia says, are you tired of being 50th? And um, I'm tired of being 50th, Howard. I mean, we're not 50th of everything. We're 49th, 48th, 47th, 46th. <laughs> uh, pick the category, but, um, you know. Now, Mr. Mayor, come on. We're number one in obesity. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, we're number 50 in lifespan. I mean, uh, no, well, we do a lot of things. Um, well, we've just done a lot of things the same way for so long, and, you know, I, I try to think that there's a possibility for public service to, like, to change the way things are and to inspire uh, something new. Uh, there's so much promise in the state. We are seeing some opportunity here uh, in the city of Wheeling that, you know, really for the first time in my lifetime, I think people are talking about the future here more than the past. Mm-hmm. I want to see that, you know. I do think the opportunities are... There are pockets of the state where we are seeing a lot of progress. I think those tend to be centered around different cities. And, you know, it is um, something to think about. What could the state be? Um, You know, are are we tired of being a punchline? And, you know, are we tired of people rolling their eyes when you tell you... When you're traveling somewhere, you travel a lot, Howard. When you travel, you tell people from West Virginia. uh, More often than not, you get a little bit of an eye roll sometimes. And, you know, I'm... I'm sick of it. <laughs> so, I, I hear you. So if I were to yeah. uh, if I were to write yeah. the intelligence or headline from this conversation we had, the headline would be: <laughs> Willie Mayor Glenn Elliott continues to give serious consideration <laughs> to running for the U.S. Senate seat. That's fair. Yes, I I've given this about as serious of consideration as I can give anything, and I'm I'm close to making a final decision, but uh, but I'm just not quite there yet. Well, you mentioned that the city has, uh, I think, been really on an upswing, actually, in the last number of years. Um, and I, I actually credit you and this council for doing a lot of extremely very positive things, although we've clashed on occasion. Um, but let's look back on this past year and uh, some of the yep. positive and maybe negative things. What were the what were the big things? What were the highlights of 2023 for the friendly city as you see them? Well, I mean, we got to start with the elephant in the room. Obviously, getting the streetscape project <laughs> into full gear has um, is both a positive and obviously, as we've talked about here on your, on your show lately, a, a negative in terms of its impact. But you know that I mean, it, it technically started in the fall of 2022, but it really picked up into high gear going into 2023, and we've seen it move both in the market and Main Street at the same time, which is why we're seeing some of the extra sort of inconvenience. Now, I mean, that's a big project, but look, uh, that was one that we had spent the, uh, the prior six plus years, you know, working with the state to try to get them to move forward on. So, um, you know, I see it as a major a step forward for what this uh, uh, downtown footprint's going to look like here in a couple years. It's just, unfortunately, we're right now, we're probably in the worst time to appreciate that because everyone is tired of dealing with all the orange barrels. But that's probably, to me, one of the biggest stories. It's it's something that, you know, we've been very much involved with, even though it's a state project. It's something that, you know, we've pushed for. Uh, I've made several trips down to Charleston to advocate to get this project moving. It's now moving, um, and it's consumed a lot of the um, – in terms of the email chatter, the calls that I get, the complaints that I get, it's probably right up there atop the list right now. So it's hard for me not to focus on anything but that in terms of the big stories of 2023. I would have to think, though, that up there is, and to me it seems like there have been two big ones, and it may be because they're both actually still going on. I'd have to think the second one has been um, the concentration of concern on the homeless situation. Well, sure, without a doubt. Um, You know, I've been, um, I don't know if you read the story, I think there was a story in the Intelligence a week or so ago, uh, across the country homelessness is up dramatically. So, um, I hope folks read that because I think there's a tendency. From, uh, some people think this is just a wheeling problem that's that's been getting worse. It's not. It's a national problem, um, exacerbated by a pandemic and exacerbated just by the uh, a changing economy. You know, it's it's possible for a lot of employers to do the same work with fewer employees now than maybe it used to be. And you know, we have a lot of people who have have just kind of checked out and or or or, or through. Uh, you know, either addiction or mental illness have not been able to uh, to live functioning lives where they can, you know, pay like pay the rent and have housing. It's a problem um, here in the city of Wheeling. It's 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 something we've been dealing with since the last two councils have been in office. Uh, you know, we've tried to instead of just turning a blind eye to this issue, we've tried to. Uh, I look at it. Hey, uh, Head on, uh, we hired a city, a city employee specifically tasked with kind of addressing this issue. I think Melissa Adams, uh, the city's homeless liaison, has done a great job in that regard. And uh, obviously, um, not everyone's on the same page in terms of what we should be doing or not. I recognize that you know some folks 
I think this is not a city responsibility, but you know we've we've tasked with Melissa with coming up with some ideas. She has a life hub concept on the table, which the city is now uh, you know putting some funds towards some funds that we got from the American Rescue Plan Act. And you know I'm optimistic about where that's going to go. I recognize it's still a moving target in terms of what it's going to look like, but um, it's an issue that's taken a lot of attention of city council. Uh, one of the issues where I was not in the majority was the was the was the camping ban, which is getting set to go into effect here. Um, you know, that's one, obviously, I know you've talked about on the air as well. Um, that passed five to two. I did not, I was not comfortable voting for it because I just, I didn't think the ordinance was, uh, you know, necessarily written well enough to make sure we don't have a, a folks falling through the cracks. But, you know, that's going into effect here next week. And, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But homelessness is an issue that, the, uh, you know, not just this council, the next uh, several city councils are going to have to deal with we as a community have to do a better job, and then we as a state and as a federal government need to do a better job, too, uh, to ensure that fewer people fall through the cracks and end up, uh, you know, being, um, you know, it can't just be cities that are working to solve this problem. It's going to take an all-of-the-above approach. You know, it is interesting, though, as we talk about the homeless issue being an issue of 2023, it's probably going to be more of an issue in 2024, at least in this sense. We have been, I don't know what phrase you want to use, treading water or status quo, Dealing with the homeless, the homeless situation has been, to a large extent, the same for a while now. Uh, things are going to change next year with the creation of the Life Hub, and the good or better, depending on where you what your perspective is, with the uh, banning of the camping, with the uh, creation of the Life Hub, the homeless, the approach to homelessness is definitely going to change. So, 2024 will bring us. Um, I'm not sure how it's all going to work out, but I guess we have to wait and see. Yes, it's going to be like I said. It's it's not an issue that the that the next mayor and next council is going to be able to uh, to ignore. It's 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 not going away. It's an issue we have to figure out better ways to get people, uh, you know, out of homeless encampments into functional housing. And you know, there's not a one size fits all approach. Uh, the Life Hub, I think, is a great approach, but it's going to take a lot of different organizations in the city working together. I do think that's one of the things Melissa has brought to that position, is getting the various agencies to at least uh, you know, better interface with each other and work together instead of working in separate silos. That's what, oh, We're going to need more of that, not less going forward. I don't want to direct you in the uh, what other things you think are important in 2023, well, but, but it's because it somewhat ties in with homeless, or at least it, it begins with an H. <laughs> um, housing was a big deal this year. Yes, without a doubt. Housing is something we identified early, early on as a bottleneck. Um, uh, you know, people talk all the time about how we've been losing population. Uh, we've actually been losing population in the state here and in, in the city of Wheeling for even longer time. Uh, a part of the challenge is, you know, I know this from my uh, uh, private business in the, real, in the realty world, like uh, well, we have a shortage of a lot of the types of housing as a certain demographics want. If you want fixer-upper housing, uh, Howard, you've come to the right city. We have a lot of elegant older homes that need some love across the city. But if you want something just a brand-new cookie-cutter, a new housing where you don't have to do anything, you can move it, it's completely ready, we have a pretty limited stock. And so we've identified that as a big need. Uh, we've obviously worked on some housing projects in the uh, downtown area. Uh, just last, well, uh, two weeks ago I had a, I had a chance to tour the Doris Apartments. Um, that's going to be a, a wonderful addition. I expect it to be fully rented by the end of the month. Uh, we were working with that developer on another project as well. Uh, but that's something where uh, you've seen the announcement. Uh, I'm expecting it to start soon of the new condominium building with the DiCarlo family uh, downtown. Um, so those are things that, you know, we need to see more housing across the community, um, you know, because uh, uh, it it has limited people moving here because they can't find the type of housing that they want. I think that's going to help. It's going to help the job market as well. When we have more people here, uh, you know, more people will attract more employers. It's kind of a, a chicken and egg. But, you know, we've identified in talking to folks who do economic development have also identified that housing is a bottleneck for this valley. We need to do a better job to get more people here, and that's something that we've been focused on. Somebody, uh, not somebody, several people on social media uh, after the, you took the tour of the Doris, and I wish I'd been here. To, I was out of town. I'd love to have done, taken that tour. But um, several people said, well, you say it's affordable housing, but where's the housing for the yeah. people who can't afford $800, $1,200 yeah. a month? And, um, I mean, my comment is that we need housing of all types, and I agree that maybe yeah. there is a need for those who have lower income 
but there is clearly a need for this middle to upper, not upper, maybe middle income uh, housing. That's that's yeah. where there's been a need. Well, yeah. Uh, what triggered a lot of that online chatter was, I think it was WTV in their in their headlines said, I described it as upscale housing, and that just it set off a chain of events where everyone just uh, pop like piled on saying we need more affordable housing. The bottom line is, is this particular project is probably going to be fully rented by the end of January. Um, so, you know, and let's talk about this particular developer, Jeff Oda. Uh, he has built uh, affordable housing uh, projects across the city, mm-hmm. including uh, some senior housing down in South Wheeling, just finished recently, Hobbs Green and Owens Green. I uh, said the LaBelle project down in um, South uh, slash Center Wheeling as well. Uh, most of his projects are affordable housing. This is one where... Uh, he identified a downtown spot. Uh, we helped him identify the spot where, you know, a, a market rate housing project would work. Um, it's going to be fully rented. And, you know, you're absolutely right, Howard. You need to have housing for all different income levels. Uh, the goal for a downtown should be to get as many people living downtown with disposable income. Uh, because when you talk to retailers, and I've done this, and they look at our existing downtown dem- uh, uh, demographics, uh, we already have three uh, three housing projects downtown that are uh, lower income. We have Windsor Matter, we have Booker T, and we have the Montani Towers. That's where the bulk of people who currently live downtown live. And as a result, our, our income per capita numbers downtown don't look great on paper when we're going out to a potential retailer and say, hey, open a grocery store here in downtown Willing. They look at those numbers, and it gives them pause. You fill up the doors. You fill up a future wheel, a wheeling pit. You fill up the stone center lofts and the boy lofts. It adds a lot more people with some higher incomes who are going to make us look a lot better on paper. That will bring more retail at the end of the day. So, it, like, the two go hand in hand. You absolutely need to have market rate housing. And for me, and, and from the city's perspective, if you have a developer wanting to build apartments of whatever cost, and those apartments are going to be full within a month of being advertised, then, then they're building exactly what the market is demanding right now. You know, if those are empty here next June, then, then fine. All those folks who said the uh, uh, housing is not affordable uh, will be right. But I guarantee you the, the, the doors is going to be rented here soon. And, uh, you know, like we need more housing like that that's going to be filled up, that's going to attract people who can spend money in our, in our various downtown establishments. Only a couple more minutes left, Mr. Mayor. Why don't I let you pick? What are some of the other things you would list as uh, uh, the big stories yeah. of this past year? Don't have to be successes, although you probably will focus on that. Uh, but other <laughs> sure. things that uh, that really made an impact in the city this year? Well, you know, something I'm very proud of, we did the ribbon cutting for the new police headquarters here in July or maybe it was August of this year. And uh, uh, that's something that, uh, you know, going back to the last city council, we took a lot of heat for uh, for imposing the user fee. Um, probably one of the low points of my term in office when you know I wake up every day and people are just bashing us. There are multiple headlines bashing us, editorials bashing us. Uh, but we took a lot of heat, but we did that because we identified, uh, you know, uh, new headquarters for our first responders is an absolutely essential need, especially for the police. The police department, Howard, you've probably seen it before, was was inexcusable that our police department had been asked to work out of that little space in the city county building for 60-plus years. Um, you know, walking through that new building, which is just phenomenal now, on part of the old OVMC campus, is a huge uh a sense of pride for me. Um, the fire—I mean, the fire department is not quite done yet. It's running into some delays. It's expected to be done here early 2024. But that was a big one for me. And then, you know, I mentioned the OVMC campus. Obviously, the cancer center was announced. I think at the end of 2022. But we've seen steps moving forward in that project, uh, with the demolition now starting. And that's going to be ultimately up to an 80 million dollar investment in our center wheeling area. And basically, the city council took a huge risk in taking on those. Uh, what was it, seven different sprawling buildings in that campus, taking them on and taking the responsibility for them. A lot of folks at the time said that's a big risk. I'm not sure if you were where you were on that, Howard, but I know a lot of people said you're taking a big a, a big gamble there. But then to get Wheeling Hospital, well, not Wheeling Hospital, W Medicine and Wheeling Hospital to, like, to step up and take on that project as a future cancer center, which is going to bring a lot of jobs, it's going to bring a lot of economic activity in the area is a huge win and it's you know as while i would have liked to see some of those buildings saved at the end of the day it's going to be a much better improvement there for that part of the town it's going to help the center market area it's going to help 
uh, bring more jobs, and it's going to require more housing as well. So that's a huge win, and it moved forward very much in 2023. Uh, before we wrap it up, and I don't know that this is necessarily – it is not a city issue, but it had big impact in the city. And Bob Slider brought this up earlier this morning when I asked him some of his thoughts about the stories of the past year here in the city of Wheeling, and that is the rise and fall of Roxby development. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's such a um, – it's a disappointing story because – uh, you know, when Roxby first came around, so many people wanted to see them succeed. Um, you know, we definitely gave them the benefit of the doubt um, as they moved on from Scottish Rite to the core. Um, but at some point, it was clear that, you know, that they'd bitten off more than they could chew. Um, you know, I didn't really suspect anything. And the Ferris was going on. I just felt like they made some bad business decisions in going too far uh, too soon. Uh, you know, we'll find out, you know, what the uh, what the legality aspect of that was. But clearly to me, uh, some of the ideas there were not bad ideas. It's just I think they bit off too much too soon, and it's a shame. Um, and I guess what really bothers me is that some folks used uh, the demise of Roxby to serve as a proxy for, well, downtown Wheeling or whatever is dead, and which which is very disappointing. So I hate to give the naysayers any, any more ammunition. Um, you know, to me, um, everything in their business model was, was doable if they had done it right. They just, you know, just didn't do it, right. you know. Yeah, that didn't do it right. I think all those different projects are still, you know. I hope the season of four still, you know, land in a better space than it was. Uh, the Scottish Rite is back in the hands of the Scottish Rite uh, trustees. I know that they are trying to do exciting things there with it as well. Uh, all the buildings that Roxby touched ended up in better shape than they were when they began. So you know that's something forward, a sort of positive. Um, it's a shame it didn't work out, but look, um, you know, a part of this. A part of what we need is private investment, you know, people taking risks. And sometimes when you take risks, you fall up on your face and it doesn't look so good. Uh, you know, the history of Wheeling was built with a lot of people taking risks. It's going to take more people taking risks. You know, we're still working on a couple projects here that are involving risks as well. And not everyone's going to succeed, um, but that doesn't mean that the underlying metrics aren't working in our favor. It's just, uh, you know, a, a part of capitalism is, is some people trying and failing and others succeeding, and I think there's still a lot more opportunities for success here in the years ahead. Mr. Mayor, i got to run. I appreciate your time today. There might be some other things on your mind, but i got to say sayonara. We're going to talk about what's happening in Moundsville coming up in a minute or two. But listen, um, whenever that uh, decision is made about uh, what you're going to do in the future, i.e. Uh, run for the Senate or not, be sure and give us a buzz. I will, I will definitely let you know, Howard. All right. Hey, thank you. Thanks, Mr. Mayor. Again, happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. I think he dropped off. I think we lost him already. All right. Uh, 8.40, till the hour. Rick Healy is the Moundsville city manager. We're going to do the same thing with him, talk about the highlights of Moundsville. Any thoughts quickly, Bob, on what the highlights of Moundsville were? They did a lot of uh, – got a lot of construction underway. The new city building, they got uh, – Everything looks good to me down there. I don't know of any problems. It's really – things are really shining up nicely in Moundsville. We'll see what Rick Healy has to say about that. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. But first, Ohio Valley headlines from Rebecca Little. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your 7 News headlines for this Thursday, December 28th. A house fire broke out last night in Jefferson County. Authorities have confirmed the structure fire was on Township Road 260 in Richmond. Multiple firefighting units were on scene. Details are still limited right now, so be sure to stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for updates. Continuing coverage now, the Pennsylvania State Police are still searching for Paul Miller Lautner Jr. He is a 49-year-old Wheeling man wanted for a domestic assault incident last year. He is believed to be out of state and driving a white 2001 Chevy Silverado. Police are urging the public to be cautious if they come across him. If you have any information, you can contact 724-697-5780. And a new law is set to be introduced in the Buckeye State next year, regulating children's use of social media and online services. Attorney General Dave Yost is informing the public about this Ohio State law, which empowers parents with oversight of their children's online activities. The Parental Notification by Social Media Operators Act, approved by the General Assembly in July, will take effect on January 15th. Starting that day, operators must obtain parental consent before establishing accounts for children under the age of 16.
and Appalachian Power is donating money to assist food banks across its service area spanning three states. A total of $75,000 will be distributed to food banks across Virginia, West Virginia and Tennessee over the holiday season. Among those near us include the Soup Kitchen of Greater Wheeling and Catholic Charities Neighborhood Center. You can head to our website, WTRF.com, for a full list of all those receiving contributions from Appalachian Power. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a tremendous Thursday, Ohio Valley. Garrett Green earns MVP honors, and the Mountaineers celebrate a bowl championship. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report, brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It truly was a great night to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be, or I guess we could say it truly was a great night to be wherever you may be. West Virginia celebrating a 30-10 to 10 victory over the University of North Carolina in the 2023 Dukes-Mayo Bowl. The victory for WVU finishes their season with an overall record of 9-4. and four. Quite an accomplishment for a West Virginia team that was picked to finish dead last in the Big 12 Conference, 14th out of 14th. They used that throughout the season as motivation, and they end the season with an impressive performance over North Carolina. West Virginia scored on its opening play of the night, a 75-yard touchdown strike from Garrett Green to Traylon Ray, and West Virginia led it 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. Both teams got going offensively in the second quarter of play, and each scored 10 points. The Mountaineers went into the locker room with a 17-10 lead. Second half, it was the time for West Virginia's defense to take over, and they did. Mountaineer defenders pitch a shutout in the second half on their way to that 30-10 to victory. Defensively, 11 tackles behind the line of scrimmage for West Virginia's D, and that included seven sacks. Congratulations going to West Virginia quarterback Garrett Green, who earned the game's most valuable player honors. Final score, West Virginia 30, North Carolina 10. The Mountaineers end 2023 with a 9-4 and record. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. It's New Year's Eve, a ball drop, and a free sparkling grape toast for the kids. Get free hats and noisemakers, and champagne available for purchase. Puck Drop 610. It's all part of the family New Year hockey weekend. And why not start the party early on Saturday with exciting hockey, two players signing autographs, and a jersey raffle. Game time 710. Come to the New Year hockey weekend celebration. Call 304-234-GOAL or go to wheelingnailers.com. Toyota Thon is on, making right now the perfect time to get a great deal on your next car, truck, or SUV, like a sporty 24 Camry or affordable and stylish Corolla, both with available all-wheel drive. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Tundra with enough cargo space for anything the winter has in store. Find out more at buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. But hurry, Toyota Thon ends January 2nd. 
Toyota, let's go places. Get big savings when insulating your home with Owens Corning at Menards. Insulating with pink foamular insulation can save you money on your utility bills, all while increasing your family's comfort. These pink panels are available in many different sizes and thicknesses to fit any project. The savings continue with federal tax credits and incentives. Earn up to 30% back on qualifying insulation purchases. Check out all the great deals going on now through December 31st during Menards New Year's Sale. Save big money at Menards. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Look at it, Bob. Every day is a revolution. Welcome to the future here on the Watchdog Morning Show. 13 to the hour. It is a uh, Thursday, so it's always uh, uh, a country bumper music day. What better way to go talk to Rick Keeley than with... Rick Keeley and another Glendale guy, Brad Paisley, Brad both Paisley, of them. Paisley, exactly right. A little Moundsville or Marshall County to Marshall County uh, uh, discussion here. Rick Keeley is the city manager in uh, Moundsville. Now, in a couple of weeks, we'll have one, another installment of our manager and the mayor program. I always have fun with that when uh, Rick Keeley and uh, Sarah Shaw come in to talk up to, with us about Moundsville. And also next week, I should tell you, Bob, Bob Heron will be here from the, the city manager of Wheeling. So we have a lot of that coming up. But I invited Rick Keeley to come in today. Just kind of look back on 2023 as we've been doing and will do over the next couple of days and talk about what uh, what happened, what was big, or maybe what was troublesome in Moundsville. Rick, good morning. Happy holidays to you. Good morning, Howard. Same to you. Thanks for having me on. So I've been thinking about Moundsville over the last couple of days and what might be, in my mind, the big stories of the year or the highlights of the year for the for the city, what what would you pick, pick as the one or two top things to start off with? Well, I think the um, a, a lot like um, Mayor Elliott, the the construction uh, going on in the city, both both public and private. Of course, the city building project, which uh, you know will wrap up in twenty four, but we spent all of twenty three uh, on the city building project, which is a you know twenty six thousand square foot building. It's going to be a uh, a structure will be there for the next few generations to utilize and just going to be a big and huge improvement for the citizens and when they do business with with the city uh you know going on around the city of course in in the public sector we've got the major courthouse renovation with with the commissioners in marshall county we have the the new health department that's right. under construction as well uh and and then privately um you know, we've seen the new Aldi store open up, um, tore down an old uh, grocery store that was right on the main road and needed needed tore down, uh, and, and a nice, you know, beautiful new Aldi's constructed there. Uh, we also had a new uh, a car wash open, wash right car wash down at the uh, property on the hotel just south of town. Or at the, at the southern end of town, I should say. You know, uh, and, Rick, it, it's it's funny to hear people get excited about a car wash, but I've noticed on social media how many people are going, "This is a great car wash." This, you know, get, I love going down to this car wash. It it uh, it, it kind of got people excited. Well, it, it has, and, and I tell people all the time: any business that, that wants to come to Moundsville, we're going to welcome it, of course, with open arms. And the, the car wash has done well. My wife made a comment the other day. She said, "You know." I think the car wash is one thing I've never seen a negative comment on Facebook about, which is amazing. <laughs> so that's that's pretty good. Well, you probably um, shouldn't have said that now, you know. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but we're glad to have them, of course, um, because you know one one new business, you know, is, is going to spur something else, and we expect to see um, more development in that northern plaza where Aldi's is in 24. Uh, in fact, just a a, a little. A little note that the plaza that sits just north of Aldi's, um, we just received the plans for a complete renovation of their facade. So um, so that building as well is going, now that they know that the traffic's going to be in that area, they're going to be doing a, a major renovation there. You know, just, um, as, just as has been the case in the city of Wheeling, uh, things have really begun to get active again in Moundsville. I, as in Wheeling, Moundsville was kind of 
quiet status quo for a long time. Things just were sure. what they were. And then in recent years, you're, you're seeing a lot more interest in private development down there. You are seeing yes. more public investment in some, you know, the city building, the health department, and so on. Uh, it's it's um, it's a turnaround. It is. It is a turnaround, and, I, and obviously for the best. Uh, you know, the the, the days of um, of the 1950s and 60s are are, are gone. But right. This is the this is the, the the revitalization, if you will. And I think that it takes public, it takes private. And when we start getting both of those monies into the into the system, it it helps everybody, and it just continues growth. As I said with Mayor Elliott last half hour, I don't want to direct your thoughts or conversation at places maybe you weren't going to go with them, but I would suggest that recreation uh, in its various forms was uh, very successful and a lot of improvements this year as well in Moundsville. It, it is, and at that I did have a couple of notes on recreation. We've we've made enormous strides from from 2019 until now in recreation we in in 2023 we did complete the uh revitalization revitalization of the the last playground that we needed to do in the city um and that being riverfront we replaced that entire playground equipment uh we also added a new dog park at riverfront and um in peaking ahead to 24 we'll be we'll be putting a basketball slash pickleball court in uh, down at the riverfront area, we also completed our our small park U playground with new playground equipment, some individual fitness stations, uh, and and picnic tables under the shelter at at the uh, park U playground. So, uh, continuing to improve the parks, and um, the the other key with improving parks is you have to continue to maintain them. Uh, you can you can say let's make a you know, a hundred thousand dollar investment and buy all new playground equipment, but things break and things get things get vandalized. Unfortunately, and we we've really not had a lot of that, but it's bound to happen. Uh, what we have to commit ourselves to, Howard, is continuing to fix those things. Um, a, a beautiful playground with two broken swings is no good. Right. So when something breaks, we need to fix it. Um, and, and then also just a real quick quick peek to twenty four week. We started working on funding for a uh, phenomenal outdoor fitness station that will be um, placed at East End. Um, that will um, pending funding will will happen in in mid to late 2024. Now, I, this would be, I suppose, looking more ahead, uh, Rick. But um, I think you and I talked. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't you and I. Uh, Randy Chamberlain happened to be here the day after you had your town hall or your public forum yes. at the Strand or whatever. Uh, and you, you heard a lot of uh, comments, some complaints and some positive comments from the citizens who had some things they were concerned about. I would have to assume you'll take some of those ideas along with council and others and massage them into the future. We will. Um, you know, I, I had asked council to support that town hall um, because we, we hear, you know, we're not perfect, of course. Um, we, have, we have issues in town like all towns do. Um, and, and we hear these a lot of these nuisance complaints, and I call them nuisance because it, they're, they're not necessarily crimes or major crimes. Of course, they're just they're just problems that affect the, the quality of life here. And, and we hear from people all the time. And I wanted to give a forum for those folks to come and, and say those things out loud uh, in the public, where the police department, the the municipal court judges, the prosecutors, and city council could hear that. Um, with with the goal of 2024 uh, January, we're going to sit down with all of those parties and we're going to talk about those problems and what can we do to correct them? What can we do to either either curb those or or, or stall them a little bit? Um, they're not major things, but they do affect our quality of life, and it's something we want to take care of. So you got some ideas there of things you want to uh, at least look into. We do, we do, and, and we know that some, you know, we can't fix everything. We do know that people have their rights, and of course you can't just uh, go arrest and stop people, but um, we need to look at, uh, we need to look at any possible thing we can do to try to, try to, to, 
mitigate these these problems because they they have become a a, a thorn in our side down here. When we were uh, thinking, or at least when I was thinking of of Moundsville problems, really, Rick, I couldn't think of any. And and the one that that jumped at me was a couple uh, years ago when you did the work on the extension where you could make a right-hand turn uh, heading north on Route 2 south, uh, Mm -hmm. or Route 2 uh, heading north. Uh, That took a little time, but boy, it really really paid off, didn't it? It did, and and it'll pay off even more, Bob, when the bridge at the bottom of the extension is replaced by the state. That's in the works. Once that's done, um, ideally, we're going to be able to route, you know, most of the heavy truck traffic down that extension and keep them off of Jefferson Avenue. And that, that's, that will be a huge plus for our downtown business district. Jefferson Avenue has been able to maintain more than some towns that, that small-town feel of independent businesses, but uh, there's a lot of room for growth there, I think, and improvement. I, I, it isn't necessarily a city project. But uh, it seems to me that's something that maybe is an area of focus moving forward, too, is making Jefferson Avenue even more of a vital retail district. It is. And, and let's look at 23, Howard. We, uh, we replaced all of the post lights with, with new LED fixtures and new globes this year. We replaced all the benches and trash cans with, with new updated ones. We painted all the poles. And we did start a small pilot program for exterior renovations for businesses. It's not really, I hesitate calling it a facade program, but it's a, it's a small program that is kind of a pilot that was led by Mayor Woodshaw to, uh, to, to see if we can't put some money back into these businesses. And we've got a couple of new, um, new business owners on Jefferson Howard that are, that are really looking ahead and have a lot of ideas. So we expect, we expect that downtown business district to continue to, to come back and grow. Uh, it's not going to be what it was, but I think we're going to see a, a renewal of um, of that area as well. Well, Rick, it's been a nice mix of, of uh, as you pointed out at the very beginning, public and private improvements and public and private work being done there, new businesses coming, uh, older businesses getting some revitalization, and, of course, the city itself uh, moving forward in a lot of different areas. So uh, let's look forward to a better, not a better, but to a continued continuing improvement in 2024 for uh, for Moundsville. And uh, good news is, um, I think it's good news, um, you continue to work with uh, Mayor Shaw because uh, she got reelected by her own body the other night. She did, yes. Yeah, uh, Mayor Woodshaw unanimously reelected to serve another term, uh, one-year term, uh, as mayor from council uh, with, with her dad, David Wood, as vice mayor again. So, uh, yeah, we, we have a good council, and we have a I have a great working relationship with with all of them, but um, Sarah and I work very well together. Um, she's got a lot of great ideas, and um, uh, as you know, we, you, you can see our relationship is good when when we come in there and and meet with you for uh, for the mayor and manager show. And that will be coming up in just a couple of weeks. So I look forward to talking to you and to Sarah at that point. Rick, thanks for taking time out. I know you're actually not working today, so thanks for coming in and. Joining us this morning, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again in a week or so. Hey, no problem. Anytime I can get to talk to you and Bob, it's a good day, Howard. <laughs> Happy New Year, Thank Rick. You. Happy New Happy Year, New Rick. Year appreciate it. You guys. Nine o'clock, Watchdog Morning Show. Mac Warner coming up next hour. Oh, yeah. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. The post-Christmas travel rush is on, even as a storm rolls across the Midwest and